This is literally everything, 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 everything. Spoiled heiress Ellie Andrews impetuously marries the scheming King Wesley, leading her tycoon father to spirit her away on his yacht. After jumping ship, Ellie falls in with cynical newspaper reporter Peter Warren, who offers to help her reunite with her new husband in an exchange for an exclusive story. But during their travels, the reporter finds himself falling for the feisty young heiress. Coming in at number 46 on AFI's Top 100 Movies is It Happened One Night. So raise your glass. Here's drinking with you, kid. Hey, Conrad. Hey, Brett. Nice. <laughs> nice. Okay. Good job, sir. Thank you. That was perfect. Uh, let's get to our drink because this was supposed to be in a chilled martini mm. glass, which I did not do. We know. Oopsie. Okay. So we did do the garnish this time, though. We did do the garnish. That's exciting. That, is, that never happens. The drink is called The Bitter Heiress. We got it from cinemasips.com. The ingredients, three ounces Lilit. One ounce fresh squeezed orange juice, half ounce of Campari, and an orange peel. Fill a cocktail shaker with ice and then add the first three ingredients. Stir until chilled, then strain into a chilled martini glass. Take the orange peel, hold it over the glass with the skin facing down, then strike a match and hold it between the peel and the drink. Squeeze the peel toward match to spray citrus oil onto the surface of the drink and discard. Garnish with a fresh slice of peel. Are you ready? Yep. Interesting. I'm ready. Clinkity. I mean, you asked. I said yes. Yeah, you kind of yelled at me. Clinkity. That's weird. (laughs) Clinkity. I don't hate it. I don't love it, though. I don't hate it at all. Much better than I expected. I didn't have high hopes. <laughs> we'll see. Much better than I expected. <clears throat> we don't really turn out good drinks on this show. <laughs> we haven't. <laughs> However, they are all themed, which I That's love. true. All right. This movie, It Happened One Night, was released in 1934. Let's talk about what was happening. The Cuban Missile Crisis was not happening, in case you're wondering. <laughs> I knew that. Okay. Um, in our events, we have John Herbert Dillinger, public enemy number one, the bank robber, dies after a shootout. Cool. Kind of awesome. How much did he steal? I don't know. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was a mobster. No clue. All right. Well, the Loch Ness Monster was spotted for the first time. That really famous picture dun, dun, dun. of like the blurry thing in the water. It was that late? It was in 1934. Oh, that's weird. Charles Lindbergh baby kidnapper Bruno Hopman, Hopman was arrested and charged with kidnapping and murder. Didn't they make a movie about that? I'm sure they've made a bunch of movies about the Lindbergh kidnapping. Mm. Right? I would think so. If not... Guess who's about to make one? <clears throat> you and me. Us? God, that yeah, sounds obviously. terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. I feel like we've done enough of these movies to where you and I could make a really good one. Yeah. It'd okay. be amazing. The cartoon character Donald Duck made his first mm. appearance in Disney's The Wise Little Hen, a short film. He was the one that was, which one was his catchphrase as opposed to Daffy Duck? 
I don't think Donald Duck had a catchphrase. You never can understand him. Uh. Daffy Duck was the suffering succotash, right? Is that him? Is that? Yeah. What did you think it was? I just know, like, I always confuse the two ducks. Donald is the, huh, okay. Well, Donald's the Disney one. Right. The white one. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Off to a great start. Wow. This is why we don't record live. <laughs> uh, also, <laughs> this year, Congress <laughs> passed. <laughs> also, this year, Congress passed the Jones Connolly Farm Relief Act to help struggling farmers. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> There were not a lot of films that I knew that came out <laughs> in 1934. You were not a 30s kind of story. I was not. And in fact, this is the only one on our list from 1934. Okay. No other movies. But other films released that year, Treasure Island. Okay, God, The gay... Drink is terrible. Okay. Conrad is now going to the bubbly. <laughs> drink is not a success Oof. with Conrad. The Gay Divorcee, Here Comes the Navy. Is it about me? (laughs) It is. Oh, you are a gay divorcee. Oh, my heavens. It's true. How prophetic. We need to watch. I think, I I feel like The Gay Divorcee is a musical, (laughs) which also is great. I sang when it was done. (laughs) (laughs) It's very true. Uh, I believe it. Uh, Here comes the Navy, Cleopatra, and Forsaking All Others. The books. You, I actually put five. That I'd know? No, girl. You won't know them, but other people might. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, I know that one. Okay, by Agatha Christie. Tender is the Night by F. Mm -hmm. Scott Fitzgerald. Hello. Sounds like a dirty book. It probably was. Mary Poppins. Never heard of it. By B.L. Travers. I, Claudius by Robert Graves, one of the greatest um, masterpiece theater Mm. uh, series ever. It was incredible. And I, Claudius was a really great book. I actually did read that one. And then The Postman Always Rings Twice by James and Kane. That was a movie that was made, I think, twice. And one of them was Marlon Brando. Mm. But I don't think it was cute Marlon Brando. I think it was later in his career, oh, Marlon Brando. Yeah. Music that year. Let's see if you know any, because you tend to know all these old ones. <laughs> Moon Glow by Benny Goodman. No. Love and Bloom by Bing Crosby. No. Honeysuckle Rose by mm. Fats Waller. Do you know it? Honeysuckle Rose. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> I got so excited. You know this one, Winter Wonderland by Guy Lombardo. Oh, yes. And Cut. Tales for Two oh. by Duke Ellington. I feel like that's what we have on this. That is. Cocktails for Two. Okay, Duke. Celebrities. We have some good ones. Maggie Smith. In 90s. They'd be in their 90s right now. They would be. <clears throat> Maggie Smith. Smith yeah. Judy Dench. Mm. Shirley MacLaine. Mm. Sophia Loren. Alan Arkin. Rest in peace. Shirley MacLaine's still alive? She is. Huh. Louise Fletcher, who's in one of your favorite movies of all time. A little one flew over the cuckoo's nest. She's oh, Nurse Ratchet. Right. Uh, Rue McClanahan. Hello, Love Blanche. It. Love it. Shirley Jones. Mm. Uh, Wilford Brimley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love him. Have you ever, so, have I talked to you about how I saw uh, Nick and I went to 
Colorado earlier this summer. Right. And you saw Cocoon. Yeah, we we stayed in these like cabins that didn't really have any Wi-Fi, and so they mm-hmm. had like a home DVD collection in the main lobby, not lobby, right. but the main little check-in area. Right. And so you could check out movies for two dollars. And so we rented Cocoon. I love that of all the movies you rented Cocoon. Nick had never seen it, and I always talk about it. And I hadn't really? seen it. Yeah, and I hadn't seen it in forever. And I remember just used to, used to loving that movie. And I, it still holds up. Does it? Yeah, I, I think it's still a pretty good Aww. movie. And I remember um, Jessica Tandy, and, and I loved Steve Gutenberg was right. a hottie Bobati in it. Really? Yeah. You know how, Wilford, how old Wilford Brimley was in there? He was the same age as Brad Pitt, wasn't 51. he? 51. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't that wild? We're about to be six years away from that. That's um, it. Uh, Jack, you know, who's been a, a guest on our show. Yes. There's a Twitter feed yes. that shows current celebrities when they turn the same age as Wilford Brimley was the day that Cocoon came out. Oh, my God. And compares the two. And it is pretty crazy. To I mean, see, like, talked about how, how young a 51 is now, yes. as opposed to how and young how a 51 is then, in the back then, like, yeah. everyone was aged. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, George Siegel, who we loved and who's afraid of Virginia Woolf. Mm-hmm. Gary Marshall. Yep. Florence Henderson. Lover. And Kenny Baker from Star Wars fame. Mm. On our AFI lists, this was number 35 in the original movies list and is number 46 now. So it dropped a little. Mm-hmm. It's number eight on the laughs. Okay. And then it's number 38 on the passions. Okay. Now, the source material for this was a short story called Night Bus by Samuel Hopkins Adams. In our cast, we have Mr. Clark Gable, plays mm-hmm. Peter Warren. I'd never seen Clark Gable in anything other than, than Gone, with the Wind. Gone with the Wind. Yeah. he. I had seen him in a couple of things. He did a lot of movies with Joan Crawford, which I'm about to get into. Uh-oh. Oh, but yes. Give me it to it. So Clark Gable was loaned to this film by MGM. He did not want to do this movie. Okay. Um, He was loaned to them as punishment for his affair with Joan Crawford. Oh, that's a scandal. I know. So in the early 1930s, Joan and Clark began an affair that was so torrid and gossiped about. MGM, like the head of MGM and all of the higher-ups, had to step in and be like, y'all need to stop. And of course, they didn't listen. Their passion was too great. Uh, she was engaged, I think, when it started, and he was married. Mm. And he ended Who up was having he married to. At that point, he ended up having five marriages. Whoa! Yeah, uh, I don't know how many she she had a bunch as well. Yeah. Um, she was never interested in marrying Clark Gable though, because she thought that he would get bored and start cheating on her. Well, which I mean, like tracks <laughs> kind of. So. They continued their affair even when they continued their affair, Conrad, for 30 years. Oh, wow. That's kind of romantic. It's kind of romantic. And in fact, his he got married. The only wife he had that he really, truly loved, never cheated on her or anything, was Carol Lombard. Right. And she okay. died tragically in a plane accident, <clears throat> in a plane crash. Mm. And that was when he did not, he was not sleeping with Joan during those years that he was married to Carol. 
but so says he so says he but i mean it was very well known like his love for carol lombard was just and he said he was like she's just different she's different in every way am i boring you conrad you checking your phone for something i'm looking at my movie notes is that okay that is okay so are you checking your phone? <laughs> no, I'm looking at my notes. Oh my god! Look at my notes, okay, jeez. Oh wow, so sensitive. So even like he, she was the first. Joan was the first one he called after the plane crash mm. of his wife. And Joan Crawford once said in an article in 1968, "We had an affair, a glorious affair, and it lasted longer than anybody knows." So Betty Davis, you know, her nemesis once said. She has slept with every male star at MGM except Lassie. Betty Davis was such a little bish. I loved her. The MGM boss was like, Clark, this has got to stop. You need to do some publicity being out with your wife, going to dinner. So he went out with his wife and went on a double date with Joan Crawford and her husband. Yeah. And they excused themselves during dinner. Yes. I like that. I know. It's great. Where's the movie about that? I know. I haven't seen it. So anyway, that's how he got onto this movie. Ellie Andrews was played by Claudette Colbert. And she was... Stephen Colbert's great-grandmother. Are you serious? You're not serious. Shut (laughs) up. God. It's so easy. I know. It's very annoying. (laughs) Alexander Andrews, the dad, was played by Walter Connolly. Oscar Shapley was played by Roscoe Carnes. And King Wesley was played by Jameson Thomas. Marlo Thomas's father. Shut up. The crew. We have the director, Frank Capra, who directed two other movies on our top 100. He's the one who directed It's a Wonderful Life, which you think is about aliens. And he also directed Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, which is incredible. It was written by Robert Riskin, and the cinematography was done by Joseph Walker, who also did it for It's a Wonderful Life. It is an hour and 45 minutes. Common Sense Media says 10 plus. In our reviews, 98% critics review, or tomatoes. Tomatoes. um, Happy tomatoes. (laughs) Fresh. Tomatoes. (laughs) And 93% audience score. Now the critics' consensus, capturing its stars and director at their finest, it Happened One Night remains unsurpassed by the countless romantic comedies it has inspired. I can't read your face. <laughs> Everyone, this is the first movie where I have no idea what Conrad is thinking at all. Do you ever? I feel like I do. We do text after we watch the movie. We did That's not true. text after this. We didn't. There's nothing. I'm really curious how you feel. Oh my God. I'm going to, okay. Anyway, Why are you other. Nervous? I don't know, but Unless I am. it's like your favorite movie ever, and I criticize something about it, you're going to cry? No, I'm not going to cry. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to cry. <laughs> Look at you. You're crying Shut right up. now. Shut up. I'm not crying. <laughs> Other actors considered for roles. For Ellie, <laughs> they consens- or they they considered Constance Woo? Bennett. Oh. <laughs> Shut up. Myrna Loy, Betty Davis, Margaret Sullivan, Miriam Hopkins, Carol Lombard, who ended up being mm. Clark Gable's wife, Loretta Young, and Marion Davies. And for Peter, they considered Robert Montgomery and Frederick March, who was another silent film actor. Mm. 
Awards. It won five. It was nominated for five. It won five. Ooh, good track record. Best Picture. It beat out Cleopatra, Flirtation Walk, The Gay Divorcee. I'm sorry. Mm. Here Comes the Navy, The House of Rothschild, Imitation of Life, One Night of Love, The Thin Man, Viva Villa, and The White People. No. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? Who are you working with now? I know. No, it's called the White Parade. It's the White Parade, which isn't better. I, I don't know. Are I'm you, just cutting all this out. Are you working for the Proud Boys now? <laughs> wow. Okay. It won Best Actor. I thought I saw you at the Capitol Shut on the up. 6th. Shut up. <laughs> it won Best Actor. Clark Gable beat out Frank Morgan for The Affairs of Selene and William Powell for The Thin Man. There were only three nominated. Shut your face. Face hole. Best actress Claudette Colbert beat out Betty Davis for Of Human Bondage, Grace Moore for One Night of Live, and Norma Shearer for The Barretts of Wimpole Street. Got it. What an upset. (laughs) Best director went to Frank Capra, who beat out Victor Scherzinger for One Night of Love. Nicole's grandfather. And W.S. Van Dyke. Stop it. Dick Van's father. And then it won Best Adapted Screenplay. It Robert Riskin beat out Francis Goodrich for The Thin Man and Ben Hecht for Viva Villa. Viva Villa. So here's a little bit of trivia about those. It Happened One Night was the first film to perform a clean sweep. Oh, okay. Of the top five categories. What? The picture, actor, actress, director, screenplay. How long had the Oscars been going on? This was what the third. This was Oscars? 1934, so it had been going the on I think since Oscars. like 1929, somewhere around there. So the mm. fourth or fifth. Yeah, uh, there, there were hadn't two been two a... other movies uh-huh. that did the clean sweep: actor, actress, director, picture, screenplay. Can you name the other two movies? I will give you a hint that both of them are on our yeah, top 100. Uh, it's um. You know this because we discussed yeah, it before. Yeah, we discussed it. It's <clears throat> oh my god, we can't Silence of the Lambs. Correct. And, um, and I believe One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. You got it. Yeah. Yes, this was the first one. It happened when I was first. Clark <clears throat> Gable actually gave his Oscar to a kid who was admiring it because he was like, "It, I don't care about the statue. Just winning was what I wanted." You know, so. The child ended up returning the Oscar to the Gable family after he passed. That child is Ronald Reagan. No, it's not. God, I hate you. All right. This movie is credited as being the very first, quote, screwball comedy. Okay. I don't quite agree with it being a screwball comedy. But let's go over our first impression. I'm dying. It's screwballish. Okay. All right. I just think of Screwball as like wacky. I don't think it's a wacky. Well, for the 30s. Comedy. Even for the 30s, I don't think it's wacky. First impression, Conrad. What's yours? I love this movie. <laughs> Absolutely love this movie. I think it is charming. I think it's kind of hot. Oh. I really do. I think it's very funny. I think the chemistry between <clears throat> the two of them is fantastic. Agreed. Um, I, I absolutely <clears throat> loved it. What did you think? Please stop. Just what did you think? Um, <clears throat> I, I thought it was cute. Oh, God. 
I got bored. Oh, Conrad. Yeah, I got bored. I will say we paused at one point because Emma <clears throat> wanted to ask me about something and she wanted me to do something. I was like, well, let me do it after the movie. And Adam said, how much time do we have? We were only halfway through. <laughs> I get that. However. I did laugh. I loved it. I laughed I mean, so it was like a... It was like a story of extortion and Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> it's like, I don't think Stockholm syndrome. I think she, she could have left it any time she wanted. It wasn't a beauty. And the he beast was extorting kind of thing. her to stay. I mean, kind of. But calm down. <laughs> it was okay. I laughed. Uh, I just I got bored. <clears throat> okay. It could have been one less song on the bus. The one less one less verse were on that little, song. That's that's very true. I'm people I'm kept not standing up and being like, "Let me take let one." Let me take verse. one. No, and sit I really down, wanted sir. someone to take one that just sucked. Yeah, <laughs> that would have stopped it. Yeah. Um. Although you know the bus driver was Ward Bond. This, James's father. No. Oh my god. Ward Bond, who is one of Clark Gable's best friends. And that's why, and it was an uncredited part, even though he was his own movie star. All right, so we start on the boat. We have not, we know that she has married this King Wesley guy. Her dad doesn't like it. Her dad slaps her. It was a really weird flip of dad at the beginning of the movie and dad at the end of the movie. I totally agree. Like their relationship was all of a sudden like, like very loving. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a weird leap. Yeah. I think he just really hated King. I guess so. Which at mustache, some point Adam was like, who is the King? And I go, no, not the King. <laughs> His name is King. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, that was annoying. It's not King Wesley. Yeah. No, it's a terrible name. No, um, it is a terrible name. I wonder if that was popular at all. So then she jumps <clears throat> off the yacht. She goes, we see this scene. That with- was unexpected. That was unexpected. <laughs> like, She's feisty. Yes. If ever you were going to describe her as something, yes. feisty is a great word. Yes. And clueless. I don't, I think, well. Maybe helpless. Helpless, just unaware. Completely unaware of like what life actually is. Right. Helpless. <laughs> Maybe a little helpless, yeah. but also got the charm to rely Had on. Had he not been there at that first stop, was it Jacksonville? When the bus left and he stayed behind, yes, she would have been back at, at her father's absolutely. in a day or two. She would have, you know, she absolutely would have. You know, helpless is a good one. <clears throat> so Peter is on the phone with his editor, who fires him, and he acts like he quits, <laughs> right, in front of all the other guys. Yeah, which, which was really weird. <laughs> I well, have you not done that? Where? No. You continue a conversation because you're just like, I've done it when someone has hung up on me and someone else is around because I don't Shut want up. to have that conversation. So I'll stay on and be like, okay, Shut well, up. yeah, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> you haven't done that? Never. Huh. I don't have people hang up on me. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I am so going to hang up on you. Oh, my God. Um, You do hang up on me sometimes. I but do. you know what I do? What? I just put my phone down. Shut up. <laughs> I don't want people to know that I've been hung up on. It's embarrassing. <laughs> oh, oh, the movies? Oh, no. I don't know. What time is the movie this weekend? Oh, uh, I don't think I can go, but oh, thank I've you already so much seen, for asking me. I've already me. seen them. Like, all the movies. 
Yeah, so. that's accurate. Talk to you later. Bye. Love you. TTFN. Oh, I love you too. Bye. I love you more. No, you hang up. <laughs> no, you hang up. Well, now oh, that's what I'm oh, going to well, do. Oh, I guess they already hung up. <laughs> that, that's what I'm going to do now. All right. So Peter quits and they all walk him out. They're like, oh, hail the king. Oh, hey, no, hey. It was like a circle jerk. It was weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd ever described an app in one night being a circle jerk. Of that anything. one little scene of them like it was a little surrounding weird. him. They and, were like, very much celebrating him. Uh, Clark Gable's actual <laughs> nickname was the king. So kind of nice. Great. The train. He gets on the train. Bus. Oh, I'm sorry. The bus. He gets on the bus. She gets on the bus. I liked their little exchange they had. I did too. I I I think they did have like amazing chemistry. Like I they I really, really thought it was did. really cute. That that aspect of it. Yeah. Yes. I just got bored. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I love uh, their conversation on the train when, what does she say? Hold on. I have it in my favorites. Oh, when he's like, hey, you know, that's my seat, whatever. And she's like, she asks the bus driver, are these seats reserved? And he says, no, first come, first serve. She goes, thank you. And then Peter says, hey, driver, these seats accommodate two people, don't they? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. And then he goes, thank you. Move over. This is a maybe they do. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that w- stupid bus driver or the the <gasps> ticket oh, taker because yeah. it wasn't. I mean, oh yeah, it was like uh, I wrote down. Oh, fresh guy, huh? <laughs> what you need is a good suck of the nose. <laughs> Listen, partner, <laughs> he says back. These are all things that he said. You may not like my nose, but I do. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, what? Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, oh, you got me with that one. He said something to that effect. That interaction, I, I giggled at. Yeah. I rewound that and rewatched it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. And then I like how the editor would often say, see? See? Now listen here, see? Yeah, because like a terrible. lot of that. It was very much um, stereotypical, like 1930s. Can we talk about how insane her eyebrows were? Can we talk about how her <laughs> eyebrows matched his mustache? <laughs> they could have been Synergy. completely <laughs> interchangeable. Yeah, I don't she's disagree. I think very well known for those eyebrows. Yeah, man. Like that was a like signature half moons. look. They were very long. <laughs> yeah. Drawn on. It looks like she took long. like a you know like a mathematical compass and like <laughs> yeah. stuck the pencil in the middle in her eye and just drew it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, they were very interesting, but that is something with the silent film era. That's what a lot of the women did was those eyebrows. Anyway, they have great chemistry. Well, then when they have their stop, <laughs> and she gets off and she's like, "I'm going to be a few minutes late." Wait for me. And he was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she was, yes. <laughs> and leaves. <laughs> Which I thought was awesome. So, I mean, Peter knows. It's, he's not going to wait. And he figures out who she is. Because he sees the newspaper. The newspaper. And he lets her know that he knows who she is. Mm. And they have another bus ride. They had to catch a later bus. Be- Are you okay? Yeah. They had to catch a later bus because 
um, she missed that one and he waited for her. Thank goodness, as you said, she would have been helpless. Well, I mean, it's not like he had anywhere to go. He didn't have a job. It's weird. But he could get a good story. Oh, no. He said, okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, he saved for the story. That's right. Yeah. And extorted her. So, <laughs> so then they're on the bus together, but they're not sitting together. And she's sitting next to this guy, Oscar. I mean, totally. Shambles? Sexual harassment. Oh, shapely. He was shapely. He's my favorite character. Total, that's who you relate to the most, isn't it? I totally. When's the last? Well, when a cold mama gets hot, boy, how she sizzles. Ew, he was so <laughs> gross. I love it. Fun on the side, shapely. That's what you, that's what they say with accent on the fun, believe you me. Oh, <laughs> I like when he's like, what's the matter, sister? You ain't saying much. <laughs> it seems to me you're doing excellently yes. <laughs> without any assistance. Yeah. Damn, love it. Um, I do appreciate how Peter came to her rescue and... You know, said, "Let me sit next to my wife." She's and my got wife. Oscar she's my away. sister. She's my. Wife. She's my wife. She's my sister. Stop it. <laughs> we'll do that maybe later. <laughs> so they end up stopping, and for the night, they have to share a room. Yeah, um, it's kind of hot. Mm. He's like going through what to do now. If you notice, he was not wearing a vest underneath his jacket, which apparently was the style then, but he was not wearing it just to save time as he was changing out of his clothes. Mm-hmm. And so vest sales around the country like plummeted. plummeted. Okay. Isn't that crazy? Interesting. Um, but this was kind of, I mean, I'm watching it going, this is a little scandalous. This is 1934. Yeah. They're sharing a room. They're not married. Granted, they have a blanket between them. But the audience is seeing this woman change. So I looked up. Nude women from the 30s? Well, what was the... I mean, surely this caused some scandal, you know? Mm -hmm. So here's what I found out. There's something called the Hayes Code, Mm -hmm. which covered movies from 34 to 39, I think. Yeah, I've heard about that. And this movie, though, even though it had been out for four years, this Hayes Code, this movie was considered pre-code because they had made an amendment shortly after this movie where... Well, the Hays Code prohibited profanity, suggestive nudity, graphic or realistic violence, sexual persuasions, and rape. That's what this Hays Code covered. But then they made an amendment where you had to submit the film to the production code agency for approval. So this movie came out before that amendment was made. Because I believe it was double indemnity that had some problems with the script during that time leading up to production of the movie. Yes. I want to say. Because I think the, you're right. it was the original work where they kill each other at the end. Right. It's like murder-suicide, right? Right, 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 right. And that was not how the movie ended. No, it was not. <clears throat> so Spoiler this is alert. why, hopefully you've already listened to that episode, which was fantastic, with our guest. Brett. Brett Falkenhagen, <laughs> yeah. who was amazing. Um, but uh, this, oh, this is why they put that blanket in between and talked about the walls of Jericho, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, we'll talk about the ending. So back in the hotel, I loved her rushing out of bed when she woke up and she was like, oh, like so excited. He that was weird breakfast. Too. And then he was like, get out of bed or I'm coming over there and getting you out. And she was like, I know you will. I'm out, I'm out, you know. 
She knew that he would. Now, then they hear detectives outside their door. The dad has hired detectives to find her, basically. They hear detectives outside the door, and they create this whole fake fight. Which yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Was brilliant. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was really good. <laughs> I loved how playful their fight was with each other. Yep. You know, it was adorable. So the dad is willing to offer $10,000 for her return, which is the equivalent of 228000 now. Hmm. That's a lot. It is a lot of money. So back on a train and they're now enjoying each other's company. After that fake fight, they really kind of came together. The whole bus is singing, as you pointed out. So long. Yes. And then a woman faints (laughs) and the boy's freaking out. And that's when I remembered. I was like, oh, my God, this is 1934 during the Depression. I hadn't really thought of that. Until he was saying, we don't have enough money for food, all of that. I was like, oh, that's Um, right. So I love that she took Peter's money and gave it to the little boy. That that little boy was the little boy from Treasure this year, Madre. No, he wasn't. Why do you lie? You know who that little boy is? Oh, wait. No, you just said it. (laughs) Go on. Oscar Shapely comes and says that he knows who this girl is. Yeah, this was a fun twist. Yes. Yeah, I like the spin on it. He knows who the girl is, and Clark Gable, like, leads him away. Peter leads him away from the bus. They have a nice little conversation over there where basically he makes Oscar, like, run, saying that, like, he could have his child and wife killed. Right. It was pretty... (laughs) Ruthless. It was pretty, like... Um. You know, at times I was getting vibes of Thelma and Louise in the fact that they were Mm. like on the run and their grievances or their uh, actions, I should say, got progressively more illegal. This is very true because we'll get into the car where you you have to tie him to a tree. Yeah. It's like. I feel like that's a little much. Yeah. Peter. Yeah. With no consequence at the end of With the movie. No consequences. Like at that all. guy in the tree, I guess, is still there. I, I don't know. He's dead. What happened to him? Did he just learn his lesson? Everybody That's what at the gas station like. had no, you know, there were witnesses. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So then he takes her uh, piggybacking. They have a weird argument about Which that. Which was so strange. That was a little strange, but also. I never heard the word piggyback said so it many times. It was said a lot of times. And then he slapped her ass as he is carrying, which he wasn't piggybacking. No, her. that was I'm a fireman carry. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so then they. Have you ever had to be fireman carried because you were too drunk to walk? I've never had to be fireman carried. Mm. Uh uh-uh. Have I've you? Fi- no. I've fired and carried two people, though. Two? They shall not be named. Was one Nick? They shall not be named. Oh, one was Nick. No, no one oh, was definitely it. not Nick. That would have been amazing. <laughs> um, you haven't had to be a fireman carried? <laughs> no. That would be... No, I'm too heavy. <laughs> I am totally going to fireman carry you. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> I'm going to go straight down. I, okay. Let me pass out right here and see if you can even get half my body up off the ground. No, I would just step over you and go to bed. Yes, I know. <laughs> I would turn you on your side so you didn't choke on your vomit. So then we have, um, they make beds out of hay. They like have to they find go hitchhiking. to say it. After that, the first they make the beds out oh, of hay. Oh, they make the first. Oh, okay. Yes. And um, hello, kind of hot. <sighs> when he's like covering her up 
and like gets close to her and they don't kiss, but you oh, can yeah. tell she's like, mm, I want to do this. Yeah. I thought, I mean, just because their chemistry was so good, I thought that was kind of hot. Oh, that's fair. Okay, thank you. Then we have the hitchhiking, which is probably the most famous scene from this movie. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. It's a pretty well-known scene. Oh, it's weird. He's showing her all the ways. Is it? <laughs> kind of. I love this scene. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of shots of her like showing her leg. Like that's a right. Okay, I guess. You know, I guess in that part. In yeah. That, in that way. He's trying to show her all the ways, like all the types of thumb you use when hitchhiking, right. which right. I thought was adorable. Very unlike the Clark Gable I had seen before. This right. Was well, my only, kind of my only, yeah, my only reference of Clark Gable is Gone with the Wind, Gone with the Wind which yeah. you know it couldn't be two different characters. Yeah. Um. So that was like fun to see. Yeah. Um. I think this is around the time I started checking out of the movie. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, she uses the leg and yeah, gets tried and the true. first try. Yes. Now, have you ever hitchhiked? No. I haven't either. I think we started growing up in a time like after yeah, the serial the killers, serial killers of, the of the 70s. 70s. Yeah. yeah, no. We grew up in the 80s going, <laughs> no. Nice well, but try. I, uh, where was I hitchhiking to? <laughs> I mean, I wanted to hitchhike. Yeah, constantly. no. I ran away once and uh, I really didn't. I just hid myself in a closet. Oh, you sweet baby. But I wrote a. Uh, a runaway note. Stop it. Yeah. And you were just in a closet in the house? Yeah. Oh, my God. Did your parents find it? I had a flair for the dramatics very early on. You know, Adam ran away when he was like eight years old. Uh-huh. Like literally ran away and brought a big thing of gumballs. Casey got hungry. That's sweet. It's so cute. I think he just came back on his own. Like. Right. 30 minutes later. Yeah. But I love that he packed gumballs. I think that's precious. I think it's adorable. Uh, I never ran away. What would your strategy for hitchhiking be? I feel, I, I honestly don't know. I remember my car breaking down once on the side of the road. And this was at like Highway 6 and West Park. So very far from my house. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a cell phone on me. I had Emma at home. I was coming back from a rehearsal mm. um, and I got a flat tire and I didn't even have a spare tire in the back. So I was SOL and I just, I was like, well, I mean, I'm just going to walk home. Like I'm not going to ask, like try to get help or anything. I started walking home and then this man pulled up in front of me to help me and it was this older man who ended up being a friend of my boss's at the time which was a weird weird coincidence but um and he ended up like living not that far from me he was in katie you know and but i was terrified immediately told him that i had a family (laughs) hi my name is aaron simpson i have a family yes basically that's what (laughs) it was and he kept saying he was like ma'am i cannot let you continue because it was like 11 o'clock at night he was like, ma'am, I cannot let you just walk down this street. Please. You know who says that? Serial killers. I know. I know. Wait, are you a size 14? <laughs> that was a really good impression. Thank you. That was really good. So, uh, no, I was terrified enough in that. I don't think I could ever hitchhike. I don't know what my strategy. I, I, I couldn't do it. What would your strategy be? I'd show my butt. 
I figured. <laughs> Either your butt or your penis. Depends on where I am. Oh. Where would you show your penis? Like if I was in at a gay bar or something. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, I need a ride home. I need a ride home. <laughs> you could show either one and people would be like, That's probably hey, true. All right. So Not anymore. They oh it's all mm. withered away. Sorry, grandpa. <laughs> so then we have the guy who stops and he sings quite a bit. The guy who stops. The stops and lets them in. The one who ends up scamming them. Oh, right. He sings down the highway yes. of love. AKA Manny Moniz. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Shout out, Former Dad. guest, um, Dad, my, Manny Moniz. My sister, Melinda, mm-hmm, who you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> guest on Star Wars. Guest continue. on Star Wars. Um, just got inducted into the <gasps> HISD yes. Athletic Hall of Honor, which was actually kind of cool because it was only the third year they had done it. Oh. And there's only 13 inductees each year. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And like all these other people, like one of them played for the Celtics in the 80s and won championships with like Larry Bird and one played for the Broncos. Is it the one Celtics like... or the Celtics? Celtics. Oh, well, it's yeah, the Celtics. Gonna, gonna, I apologize. I'm going to ignore that and <laughs> okay. keep talking. Yeah, no, no, no. That's right. Um, so it was like a pretty big deal. Like it was like a ton of people yes. there. Anyway, HISD is also a huge district. Correct, correct. Um, and <laughs> at the end, this guy, we thought the ceremony was over, but this guy all of a sudden got on the mic and started blasting uh, God Bless America. Like, oh. God Bless oh, he started singing America. It. Yeah, like, lo- like straight up in the mic like this. Oh, God. Loud. Oh, God. And guess who stood up and joined? Oh, my God. Of course he did. <laughs> um, we, like, nudged him. We're like, Dad, no one's singing but him. <laughs> He's like, no, everyone's singing. Listen. And I'm like, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm looking. And so then Karen, no one's singing. Karen leaned over to him. And he goes, are you jealous? That is amazing. It was amazing. I, I know. Love. He could have gone up there and done Manny. like a little harmony duet. Of course. Yeah, he absolutely could have. <laughs> this driver who keeps singing to them stops so he can get a hamburger. And she's like dying for food. And Peter's been eating carrots in front of her, which, by the way, the way he eats the carrots is what they based Bugs Bunny on. Oh. The way he eats carrots. That's weird. Isn't that weird? So... This guy goes back in, goes into this restaurant. Peter and Ellie get out of the car to, I mean, like, go get some air, get out of the convertible to go get some air. And this guy runs back into the car and drives off with Peter's suitcase. You know what I thought it was at first? I thought he had seen the newspaper with her face on it mm. and was, like, running to go get the police to get the reward at first. Right, right. Um, no, because we find out that this is something that he does to a lot of people. Correct. And Peter goes chasing after him. He comes back with his car and a little cut on his face. And he says that he gave the guy a black eye and tied him to a tree. I mean, God. That's a lot. It's a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot. So they drive off. 
Now, Mr. Andrews, the dad, tells King Wesley. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Andrews. I know that. Oh. Anytime I hear that, Mr. Anderson. You know, from The Matrix. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, No, he tells King that I will not stand um, in the way of this marriage anymore if you will go to the press and let them know you and I have reconciled so that Ellie can see this in the newspapers and she'll come back home. Which I still thought was a ploy. On Mr. Andrews' part? On the father's part. Yeah. I thought it was still like he was playing some kind of game so that... Hmm. That's why I thought because it was a weird relationship at first. You don't really know what his intentions. Yeah, are. and and so all of a sudden he's like, "Oh no, okay, yeah, it's fine." Hmm. Like I was going to give you tens of thousands of dollars to go away, but now, okay, yeah. <clears throat> like I'm just surprised he didn't like double cross him at the end. Like yeah. he was going to this whole time, right? Or what? Whatever. No, I can see that. Well, this is when we do see that, I guess, kinder side of the dad. I mean, he's giving in to what he, he's been told his daughter wants. So Ellie sees that her dad and King have reconciled, but she doesn't say anything about it. And she wants to stay another night in a cottage with Peter. Right. Now, why did P- this is one thing I was like, why did he make her walk to the cottage when he drove up like right behind her and parked at the cottage? <laughs> Uh, I I did notice that actually. Right? <laughs> it was, Why are you making her walk, Dick? Uh, I think maybe there wasn't space in between her door and the wall. How would he know that? He wasn't even down by the cottage. Uh, you could kind of see. It's a convertible. It's a tight spot. Just climb out of it. It's a really tight spot. All right. Anyway, uh, them undressing. I mean, again, we have this, but this time we have him in the shadows. Like, are we that, see the like, shadow of up him? Uplight was a you strange like uplight. Because okay, I because was very like, much okay with that. There was yeah, it just was like, where is this light supposed to be coming from? That it, is it very looked true. like a you know uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark right opening of the Ark and this like it did light that didn't bother me so much. Yeah, I didn't really care about that. But her undressing, we got a little side boob action. We got her nipple, 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 nipple. I mean, like, and in this like slinky lingerie thing. Well, I again thought that was kind of hot. So they're talking and she, you know, just sees that King and her and her dad reconciled. So that's open for her. But she goes to Peter's bedside and is begging him to take her away, run away. Let's leave everything. Let's just do this. And he keeps saying, I think you need to go back to your bed. Damn. That was pretty harsh. It was really harsh. She kind of broke my heart. That whole thing just kind of broke my heart. Um, saying that now I found you, I could never like live without you. Um, which I guess is Stockholm where you're going syndrome. with Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> so he or she falls asleep crying. Uh, which, I mean, we've all done. I've never cried once in my life. Whatever. I have seen you cry. <laughs> anyway. I cried everything. Um, he leaves in the middle of the night, blows her a kiss, and leaves to go back to his editor to sell a story about Ellie Andrews coming back, but not marrying King Wesley. Instead, she marries the newspaper man she met on the road. And that's the big story. He writes it. The editor is all excited. And Clark Cable says, all I need is $1,000, which is the equivalent of $23,000. Oof. 
That's a lot. He wanted that. And that is a lot. He wanted that in order to basically have something to offer her. Right. So I guess he's planning. I guess this isn't that far away because he's planning on like coming right back before she wakes up in the morning. It was kind of all in the stupid. middle of the night. Yeah. That part was kind of stupid for me. It's like, it, wake her up, tell her you love her yes, and then go get the money. Exactly. I mean, yes, I agree with you. And then well, we could have saved 15 minutes off that movie. This Okay. <laughs> the mom and pop who own this, these like cottages. She's like, I told you he was no good. Mm. And goes and looks in the cottage and they're, you know, he's gone. They see that she is there and realize he left her. They kick her out. And what does she do? She does what we think she probably would have done had Clark Gable not stayed. She calls her dad yeah. to pick her up. Because well, she also saw that they reconciled. That Well, yeah, she had King. seen that already. Right, right. But, um, yeah, she calls her dad because what is the point of, you know, waiting for this guy when he doesn't love her? Right. So she, I'm sorry, I lost my spot. The editor gives Peter the money. Peter plans on going back to propose. Ellie's already asked her father to pick him up. Peter sees Ellie as he's driving the stolen car. Yeah. No consequence. Yeah. Happy as can be. He's like, come on, just make it, just make it. So happy and excited. He sees the cavalcade drive next to him or drive right past him and sees Ellie laying on Mm. King's shoulder with her dad next to her. And he is all kinds of upset and his car breaks down, which is just, of course, that happens. So then she cries to her dad. She is dressed in her wedding dress, which was, I mean, that was a beautiful dress. Her wedding gown. Uh, I only remember her running away from the wedding, which was really beautiful. Because the veil was just like yes. slow as like this long as veil. It was pretty beautiful. It was really nice. Yes, I enjoyed I agree. that part. Her dress was absolutely gorgeous, and she tells her dad, "Yeah, I'm in love with someone else. This is his name." And her dad's like, "Huh, that sounds familiar." And that's when she sees that Peter has written him saying that he wants to discuss some financial matters, which you know, for for, for us, for the audience, I, I don't know about you, but I thought he was like, "Oh, she, he's pissed at her, so he's going to cash he's in on the ten thousand. Yes. So like that was a surprise for me when he said, "I just want." Well, that thought went through my head and also the thought of he's going to come and fight for her and mm. show the $23,000 that he just, or the $1,000 that he mm. had just collected, um, that that was the financial matter because he wanted something to offer, you know. So he only wants, or she thinks he's only interested in the money, but he only wants $39.60, which is what he spent on her right. in all this time. I would so, have charged interest. I... I mean, I, I would have gone for the 10,000. The 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Duh. I would have taken the yeah, 10,000. Okay. So her dad tries to tell her and she's like, I don't want to hear anything about him in her mid Atlantic accent, which apparently everyone had back in the 30s. It's exhausting. It is so exhausting. Yeah. So King appears in an auto gyro. I mean, they which, could not have said auto gyro too many times. I seriously. Auto gyro. And really, what is it? 
It looks like an airplane with a propeller on top. Right. Like, don't you have an autogyro in your nightstand? What? I hate you so much. Sounds like a sex toy. An autogyro. <laughs> it does. <laughs> they advertise it talking about the gyration. The autogyro. The autogyro. 2.0. <laughs> Longer battery Look, life. Ma, no hands. <laughs> Uh, Adam was really hoping that he would like hit the blades because he came <laughs> really close to those blades. He did. Yeah. When he got out of the, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. He came really close. So walking down the aisle, the dad, we see him finally like dad up and he gives her some great advice saying yeah. like, you don't have to go through this. In fact, you're kind of an idiot if you do. It was really, it's really strange because he doesn't, he's not empathetic to her at all no. on the boat. And kind of holds her prisoner. <laughs> a little bit. You know, so it's such a weird... A little bit. It's very strange. It's like even more than 180. <laughs> it's like... It just is. like totally different father. No, I, I do yeah, it was really it was really strange. Completely agree with you yeah. there. If they did a remake, which we'll discuss, they would have to flesh that out a little bit right. more. But he tells her the car's in the back gate. If you want to leave, go for it. Uh, even though they've already gotten married, you know. Um, Remarried. Oh, no, they had already They had married. already gotten married. And so right. this was just like the wedding to celebrate it. She ends up running out. The dad gives, and as you said, in a beautiful, beautiful gown with the veil running behind her. And she jumps in the car and drives off. This is the last we ever see of her. And Clark Gable walking out. After not taking the ten thousand, but only taking the thirty nine bucks, that's the last we ever see of him. Mm -hmm. We never see these people again. Right. So we see the dad on the phone with King saying, "Oh, I hope you liked it." And he had given him like a hundred thousand dollars, which was quite a bit of money. That's a lot. How much is it's it in today? A lot. It's two million something. Damn, I'd so, get yeah. a divorce for that. Right, you'd get a divorce for much less. You did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> So they, he has the marriage annulled. Then we see a cottage. We see a mom and pop talking saying, I don't think they're married. And the other one's like, oh, they're definitely married. And we know that Ellie and Peter are back in there. And that um, the guy that Peter had made the owner go get a toy trumpet. Because they talk about this blanket being the walls of Jericho, right? And the walls of Jericho were blown down by a trumpet. And so this guy goes, gets them a toy trumpet, takes it in. They have the rope with the blanket. We don't see any of this. We just hear about it. But then at the very end, we see, the, we hear the trumpet and we see the blanket fall, which is the closest we get to knowing that they have sex. Then it's lights off. They never kissed once in this movie, yet it's considered a great romantic comedy. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, no kissy kissy. No kissy kissy, which is the one thing I would change. I want to see them get together. I kind of liked how it was. Did I thought you? it was. I thought it was cute because I had never seen an ending like that. That's very true. And so in in that, I thought it was like unique. That's very true. And I, I felt satisfied with it. I, yeah. I didn't felt like you know. You the, didn't the, feel cheated out of like no the towel fall like the blanket falling was like. A cute, nice. a cute yeah. little wrap up. It's cute, but I think with their chemistry, I just wanted to see these two people make out. Yeah, well, 
There's porn for that. So your first time seeing this was today. <laughs> Am I correct in that? That is correct. Okay. I saw it when, with my mom when I was a teenager or in my early 20s. Mm. And I loved it. I thought it was really great. Like you, I'd never seen Clark Gable in anything else. So right. my only reference was Gone with the Wind, right. which is an extremely different character. Mm-hmm. And this one was only five years before Gone with the Wind. Right. He looked so much younger. He re- he aged in those five years. Yeah. In both movies, he was only in his 30s. <laughs> yeah. A lot of it, obviously, is wardrobe and styling. Definitely. But he aged in five years. Yeah. Without a doubt. Now, did you like the movie? I thought it was cute. Would you recommend it to anyone? I'd recommend others ahead of it. Okay. Well, it might interest you to know that Hitler, Hitler, Hitler and Stalin, this was their one of their favorite movies. No wonder you like it. Oh, shut up. Claudette Colbert did not like this movie. She read the script and was like, this is so bad. And on the last day of shooting, she told a friend, I just finished making the worst picture I've ever made. (laughs) And yet this is like her big film that she's known for. Yeah. Is it happened one night? So you need to suck it. And in fact, it was so. You need to suck it. You need to. Claudette. Is her name Claudette? Claudette. And she um, was so just like, I don't care about this movie. That she was going to skip the Oscars, but she ended up, she was at a train station. Someone ran and got her to come over and accept her Oscar, and she accepted it in traveling clothes. Does it belong on a top 100 list? You know, I'm kind of indifferent. Like, I'm not mad it's there. Right. But I'm also not. Like, yes, it belongs there. If we look at the romantic comedies we've done so far, City Lights, Philadelphia Story. Oh, I liked Philadelphia Story better. Oh, God. I did not. Oh, really? Shocking. Shut up. What was your favorite part? The end. Stop it. (laughs) Um, You know, I don't know. I think my favorite part was the fake fight. That was, I mean, I I did enjoy it because I thought the acting in it was really good. Like, yeah, uh, and and I thought it seemed like really naturally written. I agree. Right, like the way it was written was very natural. Yeah, and it showed a very fun side to yeah. these characters that they were like playing off each other. Yeah, um, yeah. So I do enjoy that uh, that scene. Yeah, I I just. I do really enjoy how terrible um, um, what's Oscar his face Shapley. is. Yes. Oh my God. He's just he was so horrible. terrible that so it's so terrible. Comedic. I mean, it is a comedic role. Yes, it like, definitely you know. is. Yes. Um, and I think the guy who played him was he was perfectly really cast. good at it. He was perfectly. Yeah, cast. he was really good at it. Now, who was your? So he was your favorite character. Uh, yeah, I mean, entertaining, yes. Okay. He was the most entertaining to me. Okay, okay. I mean, I loved her. I did, you know, I mean, I didn't not like the main characters, though. Right. Um, she just kind of, you know, she started off, I liked her better when she was, like, feisty. Really feisty. Yeah, I did, too. And she kind of really, like, mellowed out. And became like, when she woke up that morning, she was like, ooh, <laughs> I was yeah. like, uh, 
what's going on here? Who are you? Yeah. It was like a, it was a little bit of like a quick flip there. So she lost me a little bit as the movie But then she also, she broke my heart when she was at his bedside begging him. Yes. That that, that was a really great scene. Yes. For sure. So is there anything, or what did you like least about the film? Was it the length? Um, yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. I just found myself kind of checking out, like, uh, I guess just like it, it wasn't screwball-y enough for me. I if see. what was the movie that um had that insane bus chase? Sullivan's Travels. <laughs> yes. Yes. See, I liked Sullivan's see, Travels screwball. more than this movie as well. Oh, no, no. Um, we don't because like on this. because it was just. I don't know. It was more heightened. It was more like boom, 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 boom. Like the the pace of it was a little better. And this one, like it lagged a little bit in the middle. Right. And that's when it lost me. Yeah, I was fine with it. Yeah. Could this and movie then be made today? Too, too, too many verses in that song on the bus. There were a lot of verses. Uh, could this movie be made today, do you think? Yeah, I think it... I think it absolutely yeah, is. It's a classic I, kind of love story. I think story. there's like nods of this movie in all kind of like modern yeah screwball-y kind of i you know. do completely agree with it what character can you relate to the most don't say oscar shapely no i wouldn't <laughs> no i'm not uh i don't even think i'm that confident to be that much of an <laughs> asshole like you know what I mean? Like you have to be like, confidence. and he had a wife and kids, yes. which he later said. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, like well, he on was the a, side. <laughs> yeah, like he was a lot. Oh my god! Uh, entertaining, but no, I did, I didn't see myself in him. That's good. I'm glad um, I do not see him. I guess I would have to say Clark Gable's character. Okay. What was his name? Mark? Peter. Peter oh, Warren. Peter. <laughs> um, I feel like it's Mr. Andrews. <laughs> The father? I do. I feel That's like, who you relate to the most? Well, I see the inconsistency that you're talking about, but I also see, like, when you see your children making a mistake, you mm. desperately just want them to stop. Okay, that's fair. So, I see that. Would you change the ending? No. You like it? Yeah. I, I would want to see a little bit more. Yeah. That's because you're a perv. Do you think this movie is still relevant? Uh, <laughs> I mean, as relevant as a romantic comedy can be, I feel. Uh, yeah, I guess. It also gave me a little bit of overboard vibes. I minus the amnesia. I was gonna say there's <laughs> like that's minus kind the amnesia. Of a big part of it. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. I don't know. Interesting. Huh. Those were movies that, that movies just Stockholm kept popping. Syndrome. Movies just kept popping well, in my head. I mean, like, if you overboard, think about it, Thumb all of Louise, these like, were probably inspired. I don't know about Thelma and Louise being inspired by It Happened One Night, <laughs> but a lot of romantic comedies. I mean, this was kind of the first. I mean, it's known as the first screwball comedy, right? So, a lot of them, I think, would be kind of based on them. Did you have any favorite quotes? Oh, I said them already. You already did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did like when she's in the car after the hitchhiking, when she's like, aren't you going to give me credit? A little credit? And he goes, what for? 
Well, I proved once and for all that the limb is mightier than the yes. thumb. Yeah. Well, why don't you take all your clothes off? <laughs> you could have stopped 40 cars. Well, I'll remember that when we need 40 cars. Mm. That's cute. That's really cute. There were a lot of really cute, like, back and forth. Yeah, I agree with that. Interaction. I loved it. And then, uh, what was the other one? Oh, there's one that Peter says that I thought was really funny. I never did like the idea of sitting on newspapers. I did it once, and all the headlines came off on my white pants. Yeah. On the level. It actually happened. Nobody bought a paper that day. They just followed me around over the town and read the news on the seat of my pants. Yeah. That's adorable. Conrad, I know you've been working very hard on the casting. <sighs> I spent hours. If it was remade today, who would you cast? I love my Clark Gable pick. Oh. And I think you're going to love my Clark Gable pick. Is it Adam Driver or Timothée Chalamet? It's not. Okay. Uh, who would you cast? Who Who are your... Okay. Okay. I'm going to start with her because it's my le- my least favorite. Okay. Well, there's only two, so... Okay. Um, it's... <laughs> it is from a very familiar TV show that I always cast people from. God damn, it's from Euphoria. Is it, it Zendaya? Is, no. Oh, okay. Who is it? Um, And it's not... The other one I always cast, which is... Um, Maude Apatow. No, not Maude Apatow. Oh, but you've I, cast her. <laughs> but who else? But, um, oh Sydney Sweeney. I didn't, oh, yes. I didn't cast her. Yes. I always cast Sydney Sweeney. Yes, okay. Um, it's Alexa Demi. And she plays like... She, she plays this kind of like bratty girl of this rich... Oh, that's kind yeah. of perfect. So it, it, I could... She has that like feist and that like quick wit. Mm-hmm. But I know she could play kind of the damsel as well. Okay. That's kind of why I picked that. Okay. I like it. Okay. I like it. Do you want to just do both? Or yeah, you let wanna... me hear. Okay. Because mine kind of go together. Oh, interesting. Okay. My Clark Gable, what's his name? Peter? Peter. Peter Dinklage. Peter Warren. Peter Warren. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jason Sudeikis. I love that idea. I knew you would, because I that know you love Jason Sudeikis. You know I love Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> that is a great idea. Right? I do love that. I love that. I think that. he could pull that off. Did you ever see We're the Millers? adorable. Of course. I God, I love We're the, the Millers. Millers. So good. I decided to cast a real-life married couple. Oh, let me guess. Emily Blunt yeah, and Jason John, Krasinski. John Krasinski. John Krasinski. I think they'd be adorable. They're too old. She's too I old. I thought about that. Yeah. Um, this would be definitely a little bit of a uh, a different take on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah it yeah. would have to be. Yeah. But that's who I can. If she was Devil's Wear Prada's Devil's Wear Prada age. Oh my God, she would be de- perfect. The, de- the Devil Wears Prada. The Devil Wears Prada. I also thought Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, we always cast. Her we too. always do, but it's the big eyes. It's the eyes. I've never cast either of my people in anything. This is true, <laughs> technically, but what one is from the cast of Euphoria, which you always pull from. All right. What a way to end. Mary Shagkill. <laughs> okay, go on. I would for sure shag Shapely. I do have him down. Okay, on go here. on. Um, not in this first one though. Oh, okay. First, I have Peter, Ellie, and King. Oh, kill King. Obviously. Uh, shag Ellie, marry Peter. Oh, I'm marrying Ellie. 
Oh, for the money. Thank you. Conrad. Come on, Conrad. That okay. was Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to shag okay. the hell out of Peter. Okay, fine. You're right. Okay, That's thank wrong. you. Thank you. Uh, then what about Mr. Andrews, Oscar, and the driver? Who's Oscar? Oscar Shapley, your boy. Oh. And the driver who sings a lot. Your dad, <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, what was the first one? Mr. Andrews. Marry him. Obviously. Rich and old. Hello. <laughs> Rich and old. Not going to be here much longer. <laughs> um, with the way he drinks. <laughs> I love my husband, Howard B. Marshall. What? It's a, or is it B. Marshall? Howard G. Marshall? Howard Marshall? Who are um, you talking about? Oh, my God. What's her face? You love my body. Um, What's she, she died from an overdose. She had a reality show. She was a playboy. Oh, my God. This is driving me crazy and I can't think of her name. And I'm annoyed with you that you don't even have any clue what I'm talking about. Anna Nicole Smith? Yes. Oh. Anna Nicole Smith. Oh, that Howard. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Where did you get those lines from? And Nick always says them because he loves her so much. And has watched every single episode of her reality show. Like, knows everything about her. I find that so adorable and charming. It was everything I about love Nicholas. If you want oh any God. Anna Nicole Smith trivia, ask I've him. I've never thought to get any Anna yeah, he loves her. Nicole Smith trivia. Okay, so Mr. Andrews, Oscar Shapley, your boy, oh. or... Oh, yeah, Mary Andrews, Shag Shapley, kill the driver. Kill the driver. Easy. Yeah, no, I agree with you. All right, Connor, that's all we've got. Wonderful. I thought this was a lovely movie. It was... Nice. (laughs) I'm not mad I watched it. We'll say that. Okay. Well, everyone, tune in next time when we review the sport classic Rocky starring one Sylvester Stallone. Until then. Oh my god, I cannot wait. <laughs> Obviously, that is how we're opening the next episode. Until then, here's Drinking With You, Kid. Brett. <laughs> <laughs>